You're listening to the Arturnia Archives. Enjoy. You're listening to Tales of the Asteria, an alien RPG campaign podcast. Listener discretion is advised. All right. So I'm just going to go over real quick. Because we're doing a space dragger campaign, there are certain careers that are suggested. Well, the suggested careers are company agent, medic, officer, pilot, and roughneck. Because you guys are freelancers, the company agent is a little, give me a reason and I'll allow it. Well, give me a reason that makes sense. Make your case for anything, basically for anything. State your case. So I could swear I didn't hear you say scientist in those roles. Is that correct? Correct. Okay. So the story, just to refresh, you guys are the crew of the Asteria. Very recently, you mutinied, killing the captain and taking control. Part of what we're going to be doing today, aside from character creation, is figuring out why you mutinied, who led the mutiny, and all kinds of fun backstory details. Because I'm making you guys come up with it. That's fair. It seemed like a good idea at the time. Okay, well, it, it could be iron-fisted it... son of a bitch. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so let's start with let's let's just start with character building. So, the career start on page thirty-eight. So this isn't necessarily what you do now. So, like, if you choose the colonial marine career, you're not currently a marine. You could be an ex-marine. Cool, cool. Marshals are. I mean, they're the marshals. They're law enforcement. They're 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 marshals. And then you've got the company agent, pretty self-explanatory. We all know what a company agent is. Trying to climb the corporate ladder is what they're doing. There's the kid. Uh, you really have to make an argument for that one. And you've got your medics. And you got your officer. You're the you're the person in charge. Your pilots. Yeah, okay. you're gonna probably want one of those. I'll take pilot. I'll take medic. Medic. So we need the officer on the roughneck and then the marines an option but it would be former marines not if you want to be medic that's fine i can figure out something else i just no 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 i'm i'm just listing them off my head none of these are mandatory because they can be npcs um in fact i'm gonna create a character alongside you just so that i can (laughs) know exactly what's going on because i haven't actually gone through character creation yet I've only played pre-gens. Gotcha. So you can you can take whatever you want. Uh, some of them you'll have to make arguments for. <laughs> <laughs> and then you got your roughneck. They do. They're they're the ones that do manual labor. They're the ones that get their hands dirty. And then your scientists. Who was it that said pilot? Was that you, virus? That uh, was me. And scientist was not on the list, right? It's not on the recommended list, but if okay. you can. Give me a reason why your science, why your scientist is with a crew of space truckers. Hey, space truckers find cool things sometimes. Yeah, sure. Got to have a scientist to figure out how much that cool thing is worth. If that cool thing already exists on some catalog somewhere, and you know, if not, how much cash you can get for it. And Brandon, you said medic, right? Yeah. All right. 
I generally play support characters if I can. Um, I might try the officer. I don't know. It's hard between the officer, and then if we did an agent, maybe the agent was one of the catalysts to the mutiny for some reason. I might just be a inept officer. All right. Inept officer. All right. All right. And so attributes, you got have four attributes in the alien RPG, each rated on scale from one to five. You get a total of 14 points to distribute across the attributes. Uh, you can assign no less than two and no more than four to any attribute. However, if you go to your career page, there's a key attribute listed. You can assign five points to your key attribute. Also, if anybody wants to play an android, a synthetic character, DM me if you want to be, keep that hidden. What if we all DM you that we want to be an android? Then it'll be very interesting. That'd be pretty epic. Crew full of androids. (laughs) And nobody knows it. (laughs) Everybody thinks they're the only one. All right, attributes distributed. Awesome. And we can go over those together if you want, or we can just move right along to skills. I'm cool with either. Um, All right, so I have the uh, the career lists skills, and those are things I'm assuming I can put points in. Is that how that's going to work? Yeah, so skills are all zero to five. You can have no skill level. Starting, you have a total of 10 points. You can assign up to three in each of the skills listed for your career and a single point to any other skill. Let's see. So if it'll help, we can go over briefly what the skills do. Some of them are fairly self-explanatory. Heavy machinery, the roughneck really needs that one to operate any heavy machinery. Stamina is physical endurance and vigor. So surviving a cold vacuum of space or resisting a contagion of some sort are the two examples they give in the book. Close combat, fairly self-explanatory. You're punching things. Mobility, obviously trying to dodge the jaws of death. Moving quickly and silently, trying to get out of a hazardous situation, stealth, that sort of thing. Piloting, self-explanatory. That's flying ships. Ranged <laughs> combat, you're using a gun. Observation, used to oppose somebody trying to sneak up on you. Or when you spot an unknown threat of some kind, you can roll that skill to ask questions and learn more about it. Comtech is used, uh, that's your programming, repairing, decrypting, or manipulating any type of computer or communication technology. Uh, survival is surviving when you're hazardous planet side environment and need to figure out how to stay alive. So when it comes to scattering these skills, what I'm kind of gathering is that it really doesn't hurt as much as you might think it would to put ones in any given skill or to put a one in any given skill. Um, is that an accurate sort of am i getting the right perception there it depends on the attribute tied to that skill the way the dice system in this works is it's a it's a dice pool like shadowrun is of d6s everything's d6 for this game you add your attribute plus the skill okay a six on any of those dice is a success you only need the one success to complete 
to achieve whatever you're doing, given that it's not an opposed roll. Okay. And extra ones allow you to do stunts, and there are different stunts for each skill. So like your ranged combat, a stunt for ranged combat, you can do extra damage. So I have empathy as a key skill. Mm-hmm. or as a key attribute, and I have medical aid as a key skill. So if I have a five in empathy and a one in medical aid, that's an automatic success. Is that correct? Uh, if you... No, so you roll the dice. Uh, if a six comes up on the dice, that's a success. Okay. So with six dice, you have a 67% chance of success. Oh, 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 okay. Okay, I see, I see. That yeah. Okay, that makes more sense. Thank you. Yes. Okay. That was pretty good math on the fly. There's a chart that literally says <laughs> that your was... chance of success, the number of dice and your oh, chance of it. success. Uh, page 59. That makes okay. much more sense. And okay. they even have one. So there's a, there's, you can push rolls in this game. So if you fail a roll and you really, really, really needed to succeed that roll, so you got no, no successes, you can push the roll. So you can take a point of stress and we'll talk about the stress late uh, in a bit and re-roll the dice you can only do that once on any given roll there are exceptions but typically you can only push a roll once okay that makes a lot more sense thank you yes. sorry i was thinking of it as plus one plus two to whatever dice roll you make as opposed to just the number of dice I'm yeah no yeah so it's a yeah it's a dice pool it's a pool of dice so you roll that many uh d6s okay that's better so uh, and there's no penalty to not having the skill a point in the skill right you just yeah if you don't have a point the in the skill it's just your flat attribute yeah. You can roll them unskilled. All right, are your skills done? Yes. All right, so we've got attributes and skills. So your talents, you get a starting talent. They're tricks, moves, minor abilities that give you a small edge. On your career page, it'll tell you you'll have a choice of, I think, three different career talents. And then the details of which are on... Okay, talents start on page 72. And they're actually listed by career. Okay, and you've got your career talents. Do you get anything in addition to your career talents? Uh, you just you start with one of those talents. So you pick one just of those one. three to start with. Okay. You can gain more talents through experience, like because we're doing campaign mode. Right, so like the so I'm just throwing together a roughneck. So the rough like the roughneck's talents. So the only the hardiest folks survive out here. Roll for strength anytime you suffer damage. Uh, you cannot push the roll. For every success, one point of damage is eliminated. So the roughneck can just... No, I don't take that damage. And, ooh. The long haul for the roughneck. You've seen it and done it all before. Nothing surprises you anymore. Once per act and cinematic play, and once per game session and campaign play. So let me talk a little bit about stress. So, because this one, you can ignore all facehuggers from a single roll. So what the face huggers are, that's that's rolling a one. When you roll them on your just regular dice, that doesn't mean anything. It's just not a six. However, when you gain stress, you add that stress die to all your rolls. So you can be better at certain things. You can be better, have a better chance of success. But if you roll a one, AKA face hugger, on the stress die, that triggers a panic roll. 
you can panic. And so the long haul for the roughneck talent, they can once per game, ignore all face huggers on a single roll. So if he's got six points of stress and he rolls three face huggers, he can just ignore that. He doesn't make a panic roll. And then true grit, this is what I was talking about. So true grit for the roughneck allows them to push a strength-based roll twice, not just once. So if he makes a roll, makes no successes, I really, really need to succeed at this, rolls again, still no successes, he can push it once more, whereas anybody else could only push it once. So in other words, the epitome of the old phrase, human beings are dumb, panicky animals that stampede in herds. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yep. So at this point, I'm kind of in a, I mean, in, in my usual position during character creation. I think this is, a, a for, for my character particularly, I think this is a call better made by the group rather than by me individually. Um, so can I get your guys' input? What would you prefer for me? Um, so calming presence lets me reduce the stress level of other people within short range. Um, compassion lets me push roles that are based on empathy. Uh, twice instead of just once mm -hmm. and field surgeon gives me a plus two to any medical aid role just a flat plus two modification to anybody who's about to die sorry well when you're making this decision um decisions like this are easy to think about like where did you learn to be a medic how did you learn ah, okay. were you a field medic to i mean were you a medic in the usmc Right. In that case, it'd be more field surgeon. Field, yeah, field surgeon would make sense there. But were you, did you learn in a, like a school, college, you went to schooling, you to learn these skills and you had a really good bedside manner? Calming presence would make sense for that one. Sure. And so, I mean, if you think about it that way. So I was thinking for the officer, um, we're, we're truckers, right? So <clears throat> I think the talent for the officer pull rank made sense. Um, Ooh, pull rank that's is something fun. that, yeah, getting keeping the truckers in line, right? Yeah. Um, so that's the talent I took. We could also look at for the other classes too, like what would the truckers need? What would be a common thing that you're doing? Mm -hmm. um, and that's, that's, that's one thing we'll talk about because there's a couple different kind of variety of space trucker in my mind the game the the book doesn't make any distinction between them but there's yeah. i feel like there's different types of mm -hmm. specializations that space truckers could or would have and that being uh i guess we can bring this up now if it'll help you consider which talents so you have your typical field of debris we're gonna go in and scavenge whatever fine the, the scavengers and then you've got you got your typical cargo runs. Take item X from point A to point B. That could be delivering goods to a colony, new colony, or uh, any number of things. Or you could be more, well, not putting it delicately, let's say human trafficking. Fine. Uh, willing or unwilling. Uh, persons, so you could just be like you know they don't they don't want their comings and goings on the books, so they book passage with you, or you know, let's not go there. So hey GM, um, yes. As, as far as personal items go, I'd like my medic to be a little bit traumatized 
I think that they were tra- that they're a trained field surgeon um, because they're an ex USMC surgeon um, who's gone into the world of trucking because they were in combat one times too many, and they actually had to raise a weapon and take someone's life um, in order to save the life of the comrade who they were working on. At that point, I think I'd like the uh, personal item, signature item, there we go, mm-hmm. to be that weapon they used. Would that be okay? Uh, I think that'd be more of a GM call than anything else. I figure just the cheapest pistol I can find in the items list. So, signature items are small items that don't really have much practical use, but sentimental uh, value. Okay. It's how you reduce your stress. You spend, I don't remember exactly how much time, but you spend time with, it could be like a photo of a loved one. Um, what would be for for that story, it could be the dog tags of either the soldier he saved or the soldier he killed. I was just thinking the, sh- um, the shell of the pistol. Or the or the, shell yeah, of the, the shell of the shot, yeah. Yeah. I want it to be a little bit more traumatic. So let's see. Uh, dog tags of first battlefield. All right, but we've uh, chosen talents, right? Everybody's got chosen their talent, talent chosen. Yep. Yep. Uh, so your health, your health score is equal to your strength score. That's oh. easy. Yeah. So that's your max hit points is. <laughs> I, might, I might change that. Equal to your strength. <laughs> so oh, so my strength is three. That's acceptable. Yeah. So when you suffer damage, obviously your health score is reduced. Um, if your health drops to zero, you're broken and suffer a critical injury. Those can be fun. Some of those result in instant death. Wait, I may need to adjust my strength score. <laughs> <laughs> I forget. This is the character sheet. You fill in all the, make all the boxes red. That. That. Yes. Right. Select so your the ones. Would be white. Yeah, and the others would be red out. Okay. Uh, I do it the opposite way. There we go. Oh, do you? But so long as you know what your health is at, that's that's fine. Okay. Oh, I see. Wait. Okay. I'm gonna hazard a guess. Stress level is equal to empathy. No, that, you start with zero stress. Oh, okay. Easy enough. Yeah, you gain stress by uh, certain situations. Yeah, that makes sense because your stress meter goes up. So it makes sense that the health meter starts at your max. Okay. All right. And now we get to the fun stuff. So, I mean, you need a name. Your character needs a name. They have some suggested ones. They have like typical names listed on the career pages. I don't really care. You, you just need a name. So let's start with Virus. What's your character name? Um, <laughs> Bob. My character name is Falcone. So is Bob short for Robert? No, just Bob. Just Bob. And what's our officer's name? Ben something. <laughs> uh, we're getting there. Let's just say something that happens. Um, been there. <laughs> ben Franklin. I like, I like it. I like it. Kowalski. How about call? There we go. <laughs> say again. I, I, I cut Kowalski in half. So Kowal? Yeah. Ben Kowal. I actually really like that. We got Ben, Bob, and Falcone so far. Ben and Bob? <laughs> yep. <laughs> okay. Uh, oh, let me grab a name for the roughneck. 
There, Bob's last name is an Easter egg for anybody that likes Battletech. Karenski. There you go. All right, I'm, I'm, it's coming together. We're going to be uh, Rough Riders. <laughs> okay, got it. Aaron, did you change it? Yeah. So Garrett Hall? Yep. All right. All right. And then, I mean, obviously there's appearance, what you look like. We can go over that in the first game, or if you know what your buddy guy looks like now. Oh, we pick our, yeah, we pick our, um... Your looks. All right, so now that we've named them, um, we'll give you some time between now and next time we play to to, to figure out what they look like. HPC, uh, you might be a team, but each of you has a personal agenda. You've got your own angle on uh, how you look at things, what your goals are. So in campaign play, it's rather open. Um, there are suggested ones based on your career, or you can come up with one on your own. And okay. the way these work is in campaign play, at the end of each session, we've discussed the agendas, and if you've taken concrete action to further your agenda, despite risk or cost, you gain bonus experience. Nice. Like the personal agenda listed for the roughneck. Um, let's just look at the top one. You're a compulsive thrill seeker. If there is a risk to take, you'll step up and try it. Basically, at the end of each session, we'll look at that and say, well, did you take any risks despite danger to yourself or others? If yes, that's a bonus, that's bonus experience. Um. And the, the second one, you once sacrificed your family for the job. Now you won't let your friends down ever. That one's a little more nebulous, but say you kept somebody from danger, kept somebody on the team from danger despite harm to yourself. Um, as far as this crew goes, where are we in the alien timeline? Do we know that that aliens e exist? So we are, let me look, there's a timeline in here. I guess, where is this game and this crew in the timeline specifically? We're sometime after 2180. So there's been some rumors and the book. Obviously it's not common knowledge. You probably don't have much. It's been three years since the destruction of Hadley's Hope. Okay. The disappearance of the Sulaco and the closing of the prison and lead works on Fiorina 161. Okay. So most people wouldn't know about Yeah, this. it's not common knowledge most definitely not they're very pretty good at sweeping all that under the rug so there was a book published in 2180 just a few years ago uh, by robert morse titled space beast which speaks of deadly alien life forms and company bioweapons spread across the frontier it was however quickly banned hmm so you may or may not have seen a cop, gotten your hands on a copy of it, or maybe not. Maybe you just dismiss them as rumors like everybody else. So we were at personal agenda. Has everybody figured out what theirs is? I can take one from the list. Uh, was or you can create one yourself. Yeah, it does not I have to be from some the time list. to create it, though. I created one. All right, what's yours? So this goes with the talent full throttle cause an acceleration or deceleration event in excess of 1.5 G's. All right, pretty straightforward. Since this is an officer on the ship, um, I might have the agenda relate to why the, there was a mutiny. Okay. 
Okay, so we can talk about that um, after uh, so Falcone. What's Falcone's um, agenda? I think Falcone is definitely ashamed of it, but they found themselves a little bit addicted to that adrenaline rush that comes with combat. Okay. So when it comes to combat, they're an adrenaline junkie. Okay. The medic is an adrenaline junkie. All right. So you're constantly chasing the high of adrenaline. Our love's giving people adrenaline. Specifically danger. (laughs) (laughs) All right. And so let's talk about the story that we're entering into. So you guys mutinied from the old captain, uh, killed the previous captain, and took over the Asteria. Mm-hmm. So, why? Why did you mutiny? He was an ass, and it sounded like a good idea at the time. That's why I did it. <laughs> one of our captain got into one of those really bad truckers. So, they got into human smuggling or something, and they didn't tell anyone. We found out. Yeah, I was thinking something similar. Like, the captain got into something sketchy that was, like, unnecessarily. So, drug running, human trafficking, something like that. Yeah, yeah. So was it dangerous or just morally reprehensible? A little yeah. bit of both. <laughs> yes. Maybe he was running sex slaves or something. And we didn't realize. I, did, I would call that more morally reprehensible than yeah. dangerous. I mean, I think it justifies a bullet in the back of the head. So. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We're doing the Jack Sparrow route. Yeah, they were starting to like take us on trucking routes that were way off the beaten path. So like the 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 colonial marines weren't available to protect us, and like we were going into unexplored territory to avoid the cops, and you know that that whole thing. So captain began smuggling people. People, yeah, human smuggling. Human trafficking. Human <laughs> trafficking. So started human trafficking, and when y'all found out about it, who uh, led the mutiny? Who was the driving force behind it? Um, can I call that role? Because, you know, adrenaline junkie, PTSD-afflicted combat medic. I figure, you know. So the, the way I picture this is you guys have, uh, obviously, a freighter of some sort. And because he was keeping this hidden from the crew, you guys just brought in basically large cargo containers. And then how did you find out that you were actually smuggling people? I heard knocking coming from one of the containers <laughs> during a maintenance check. There we go. Would they have been smuggled in like cryosleep? And some maybe one of the pods woke them up and they got out and started banging on the wall? Yeah, that Sounds could be. plausible. Yeah, because they, they would be poorly maintained cryopods, if anything, right? Oh, yeah. All right, so well, that seems like a pretty good uh, mutiny story. So was it just the captain killed, or was there others that maybe were going along, knew what the captain was going, or tried to stop you? should be at least one or two others. This definitely wouldn't be a one-man operation. I mean, it could be if they were already, you know, there was somebody before, it, it basically a pipeline of people smuggling Ooh, you know what? It could have been like either a colonial marshal or a company agent kind of being buddy-buddy with the captain on the whole thing, keeping the whole thing secret. Mm. And that could sort of 
sow an air of distrust of either the company or the colonials among the crew. Like, they were helping the captain. Like, we can't trust them. Shove them out in airlock. Yeah, exactly. Airlock both of them. I was thinking either the the marshal or the agent. One of the two. What do you guys think? I think by now they should be floating home. <laughs> well, yeah, but was it the was it the marshals or a company that was yeah bankrolling like, the human trafficking? Yeah, uh, which, which one is the company? Yeah, I, I, it sounds more like a company sort of thing. So there was a company agent kind of buddy-buddy with the captain and sort of helping grease the wheels, you know, keep the whole thing moving. And they're both out the airlock at this point. What company was that? We could go standard Wayland yutani That's the that's 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 one of the big ones. I was ones. gonna say, is it wrong that I want to go Wayland yutani Is nope. is that too easy? No, not at all. <laughs> that is based on one... everything I know about this universe. No, that's right on brand. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's on brand. <laughs> yeah, that is on brand for Wayland yutani Depends on what they were. Yeah, depends on what the people were being used for. Yeah. Ooh. Experiments. Ooh. Alien experiments. Yes. Xenomorph okay. Chow. Oh, hey, there we go. Because that would that would provide a okay, yeah, yeah. You're welcome, GM. <laughs> I like seeding that early. That's nice. And like at least as the medic, I could tell that like something was off about these people. Like something was off with their with their body chemistry. Something was weird about their deep sleep. Like these people were definitely not normal civilian human beings. There was something crazy mm-hmm. about it. Not necessarily. No? Okay. All right. What did you do with the people that you rescued that were being trafficked and you found out? And what did you do with them? Would we have time? Pre- I mean, before the game starts, before the storyline starts. Mm-hmm. Would we have oh, yeah. mm-hmm. to safely jettison the cargo near a well-trafficked space lane and alert the colonial marshals to it? So you didn't stick around, though. You just oh god, kind yeah, of because dropped them and went. Like, Here's the location of a thing. Yeah, because if we stuck around, we'd have to give up our ship, and we like our ship. Damn it! <laughs> yeah, how long is the mutiny? Um. I'm not sure. I mean, it could be anywhere up to a year out. I mean, that could be our first problem to solve. What do we do with these people? How do we keep our ship from getting taken from us? Actually, that is a good place to start. So we're going to actually start right after you throw these two out of the airlock. All right. All right. All right. So, um... I'll just go over it real briefly here. There's a system for um, buddies and rivals. Each PC has one buddy and one rival. They Buddies and rivals don't necessarily go back and forth. Like Falcone's buddy could be uh, Garrett, but Garrett's buddy doesn't have to be Falcone. Falcone. Yeah. So um, basically your buddy is the one person you trust more than anybody else. Uh, Your rival, you can't stand them for whatever reason. But I want to wait until we have all four of you together to determine whose buddies and rivals go which way. That way he's not shoehorned into being somebody's rival or buddy. So careers so far, I'm the Mm. medic. What what did you guys pick? 
Officer. Pilot. Officer. Yeah, Garrett's the officer, and then Bob is the pilot. Okay, cool. So, since we're going to wait to do buddies and rivals, let's go to gear. In campaign play, your career determines what gear you can choose from at the start. Hi, NPCs. It's me, Remel Turnus, and I just wanted to take a moment to say thank you to our Patreon backers. Seriously, your support makes all of what we do possible, and we are all extremely grateful for each and every one of you. If you aren't yet a Patreon backer, you can head over to www.patreon.com slash to check out the different tiers and rewards we have available. All Patreons get access to our podcast releases a week early, get their names in the credits of our live-streamed shows, have first dibs on any casting calls for new games and shows we produce, and more. Once again, you can join our Heroes Hall at www.patreon.com slash and thank you all again for listening. Now back to the show. Uh, also, signature items. You need to uh, pick what your signature item is. Uh, signature items are, it, it's it's got sentimental value for you. They're usually tiny and don't encumber you at all. Um, it could be something like the pat, a photo of a loved one. <laughs> I'm looking at the signature items listed for the scientist. One of them is Albert Einstein Award. Unfinished <laughs> scientific paper. Or blackmail letters. <laughs> Blackmail letters. And they're, so these items are used to reduce your stress. So something about it calms you. Um, I'm, I'm looking at the uh, the starting items. Um, and I'm thinking, well, I mean, I'm a medic. Duh, surgical kit and personal med kit, right? But mm. then I'm looking at the Samani E-Series watch, and I don't know what that does. Because I'm thinking some form of communication system with the rest of the crew would be natural for me to report in, like, hey, I have a patient here. I, that's basically up. assumed that everybody has that. They have a means of communicating. Because I okay. don't think those are actually statted. That's why I'm, I'm like, I need to look up what these things are. And nap relieve and never sleep. I, I uh, Well, never sleep is a drug that keeps you awake. Okay. Um, the other one Not was really relief. I cannot remember what that one is offhand. And then the experimental X drugs. I don't know. That sounds vaguely sinister, but... <laughs> Medical supplies. Nephrolief is... Instant pain reliever. It's oh, an injectable pain okay. reliever. Oh, well then... Hmm. And you said okay. X drugs? Um... Yeah. These are the more extreme drugs out there that most ethical corporations work to keep off their colony. These X drugs increase strength, endurance, and the senses, but prolonged use can result in severe side effects such as hallucinations, seizures, psychosis, and stroke. The Colonial Marine Corps is rumored to be experimenting with the new powerful X stems for its soldiers, and some unscrupulous companies quietly supply their workers with similar illegal stimulants in an effort to increase productivity. Well, then I think I need a D6. 
<laughs> yeah, if you uh, go to the roll 20 uh, forward slash R 1D6, uh, space 1D6. The Samani E series watch, a dual face precision wristwatch. Each Samani E-Series device is capable of telling the time and date for two synchronized colonial locations, allowing space travelers to keep track of time back home while they are in deep space. The latest edition, the E-550, includes oxygen and pressure sensors to warn its user of a hull breach, which gives you a survival plus one. Oh, okay. Surgical kit is exactly what it sounds like, I assume, right? Nasty-looking instruments can mean life or death in either the hands of a surgeon or a killer. They are intended to save lives, while in a pinch they can make for great cutting weapons. It gives plus one modification to medical aid rolls to prevent death from a fatal critical injury. Base damage two when used as a weapon. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, base damage two. That's actually not bad. Most uh, guns have a base damage one. So I'm going to go with... (laughs) Which is terrifying. (laughs) So, given that he's an ex-combat medic, Mm -hmm. how likely is it that he would have his hands on experimental extracts? Because he would have previously served with the Colonial Marines. That would have been his thing. Well, okay. How long have you been with this... How long have you been out of the Marines and with this crew? Not long. Boy. Um, I would have probably signed up for this crew at the last... uh, the last stop they stopped on. You could have found some experimental stuff with the people we were smuggling. You could you could definitely do either. Either would make sense. And you should get an amount of cash to also spend on items. Uh-huh. Um, I don't know if anybody's everybody's is the same, but like the roughneck gets D6 times 100 in cash. So roll for that cash? Yeah. Okay. Doing good on equipment virus. Yeah, bought my gun. Now I got 200 left. I may save that. Yeah, you can do that. And you chose between your starting gear, right? Yep. IRC MK50 compression suit and a PR put uplink terminal. All right, nice. Uh, If you start with a gun, you're automatically assumed to have two reloads. Oh, nice. Okay. Ammo works kind of differently in this. We don't track, like, bullets. If you... Oh, God, I can't remember what it is. I think it's if you panic, um, you immediately use all of the ammo in that reload, so you'd have to reload. I think that's how it works. So I can put down my money here somewhere, right? Yeah, there should be a spot. What's the bonus under the pistols? If your weapon has a bonus, that's the bonus to your attack rolls. So you would roll uh, ranged combat plus agility plus whatever the bonus is. Let's go over weight and carrying capacity because that is a thing. Let me find where that's at. You have, you can carry a number of regular sized items equal to double your strength rating without problems. So there's items designated as heavy, counts as two regular items, uh, unless it states differently. Some item, heavy items count as three or even four normal items. However, light items count as half of a regular item. And then there's tiny items, which don't affect encumbrance at all. I was just going to ask. 
apparently I picked heavy crap. <laughs> and so you can temporarily carry up to twice your normal encumbrance limit. If over encumbered, you have to make a mobility roll when you want to run or crawl in a round of combat. I've got a revolver, a flashlight, and a whole lot of drugs. <laughs> Sounds like so, a great medic. <laughs> so I did it a bit differently. Okay. I took the IRC MK50 compression suit. Yep. The RP put uplink terminal, the DV303 bolt gun, and a maintenance jack. A maintenance jack? A maintenance jack. Which are you? It, you're the oh, you're the pilot. That makes sense then. Okay. And I took one point in heavy machinery, and the maintenance jack gives you a plus one to the heavy machinery roll. Yeah. All right. So the so roughneck, the roughneck has a pair of capable hands, <laughs> capable of helping. Then. <laughs> All right. So we figured out what gear you guys have. Let's figure out. Oh, where's my list of ships? Because I'm going to figure out what kind of ship you guys have. There's a suggested one, but also there's a couple different ones that make sense for what you guys do. Or I can choose and uh, we can leave it at that. Okay, the suggested spaceship is the... Okay, it's the Model CM88G Bison. It's a commercial star freighter. While originally advertised as an interstellar cruiser, ICC regulations made the bison's weight class and interior volume an attractive candidate for hauling freight. So it's got a max crew of seven, uh, no armaments, but it has planetfall cap capacity. It has a capacity of 5,000 tons. Ooh. I'll say it has four of those. Big freighter. Uh, yeah, this is a this is a big freighter. So its length is three hundred and thirty-four meters. Um, yeah, so you could carry a lot of shit. Um, it's a got a galley and medlab two. Okay, so that's just a basic medlab infirmary and laboratory. Include surgical kits, med kits, medical drugs. If you can afford an autodoc or even a polling med pod, this is where you'll place it. Yeah, well, you don't have one of those. Not the polling, anyway. Uh, which which ship was this? Is it in the main book? Uh, yeah, page 181. It's the CM-88G Bison. Um, it's got cryo deck with a capacity of up to 10 people. It's two EEV. Oh, you mean we don't have the CM-90S Corvus? Like I said, there there's is. a couple different ones that would make sense for what you guys have. The Corvus is also a, is a deep space salvage vessel. So, I mean, you guys could have that one as well, but it's got less cargo space. But it has a hangar and salvage crane. I think the Bison is a pretty good one. Yeah, the Bison, the bison is what is suggested. Yeah. What do you guys think? Yeah, I say the Bison. I mean, the Conestoga would be nice, but... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, you guys don't. That's that's a that's a troop transport. That's not what you guys have. You know, tactical nukes, long range weapons. It's mostly the frigate. The frigates are like most of the space is storage or engine, right? Well, the Conestoga class frigate has a crew of twelve. Oh, okay. I was looking at the other so one. Was it seven? Yes. Yeah, seven. Eighty-eight H Bison has seven. Yeah, it's a crew yeah. of seven. Yeah. And that's 334 meters, almost a quarter the, mile long. 
Yeah, that's because the cryo deck can only hold up to 10 people. Um, there's Star Clipper has a cryo deck four, which can hold, because it's meant to be like um, shuttling personnel. Passenger is 200 in cryo sleep. Yeah. Which would make sense for our story. And it has as much cargo space as the 88G. Well, not quite, because those are four cargo bay three, so it'd be slightly less cargo space. But for the captain's purposes of human trafficking, I... Well, for the story, the way it was written, they were... The 88G bison would also make sense because it wasn't cryopods that were in the ship. They were in some sort of hypersleep in whatever... uh, That's true. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, and it would have enough cargo room to store some sophisticated (laughs) modules, right? To transport people secretly. Yeah. Yep. Though they have a picture of the 88H, I'm assuming they're pretty close in how the ships look. Probably. Can I name my revolver? Sure. (laughs) Excellent. Now I just have to figure out what to name it. (laughs) All right. We got most of the character stuff figured out. We got gear. Everybody's chosen their signature items, right? I have one, yes. What's your signature Uh item? So his father's officer medal. Ooh. And now I'm coming up with his agenda to tie into that and also yes. tie it into the mutiny. So, all right. I'll figure that out. But cool. Not a problem. Uh, virus, what is uh, Bob's pilot's logbook? Ah, all right. Married to his job, sounds like. Yep. <laughs> all right. All right. This is, this is coming together really. This is coming together really well. So, once I talk with. Hal later tonight and figure out his character. We can do buddies and rivals uh, through text if you guys would like in the in the group chat on Discord. That works. Sure. Or we can figure that out at the beginning of next time, which I plan on everybody good next Sunday. Uh, hmm. Does anybody have any other ideas as far as story or NPCs, anything? And I will, I would like to get with each of you separately to find out more about your characters' backstories. So be thinking about that. I like what we got so far for what it's worth. I do really like the idea of having at least one android somewhere in the crew and we don't know who it is. Yeah, so... And that's another thing. So there's only four players, and the ship can crew seven. So there can be a couple NPCs as well. Um, And I can create those, or maybe one of you, if one of you has an idea for an NPC, uh, let me know, and we can work together. If we have three NPCs, one of them would have been a captain who's gone. True. So you would have got, so there would only, okay, there would only be one NPC because you got rid of the captain and the uh, corporate agent. Corporate agent. All right. <laughs> so Lost there's only one the NPC, Android. got it. <laughs> uh, and we'll fig- I'll, I'll figure that out once I talk with Hal and figure out what he's going to play. Yeah, because if we're starting right after that, we have a... Yeah, we're starting we right after you've tossed them out the airlock. You, you, you've spaced <laughs> them and now it's like, wait, we've got all these people. What the hell are we supposed to do with them? All right. My vote space them too. We already know they're funky. 
Okay, so. So, uh, what they have so far, uh, they have a medic, a pilot, and an officer. And the characters thus far, uh, the medic is Falcone, the ex- an ex-USMC field surgeon who just recently signed on with your guys's ship right before this job, actually. Uh, so he's a, he's a new addition. Pilot, actually haven't talked to him to figure out how long he's been on this ship. Uh, Bob Karinsky, he's kind of a, an adrenaline junkie. And the officer, Garrett Hall, he was also USMC, but did not sign up for a second tour. And it's having daddy issues trying to fill the shoes and live up to dad's expectations. Uh, the story is, you guys, because I made them figure out the reason for the mutiny. The reason you guys mutinied is because you found out that the captain had begun trafficking people. The result of that was that uh, the captain and a Wayland yutani company agent that had been on your ship for some time were tossed out the airlock. He was voted sus. Yeah, they were both voted sus. And um, that's kind of right where we're going to start. We're going to start. The very first thing you guys are going to do is figure out what the hell to do with this cargo hold full of people that were being trafficked. Uh, Well, I had a chance to not read it in depth, but look through it at least Mm -hmm. once. And I was thinking, uh, depending on what we already had, the three things I was looking at was uh, pilot, uh, marine, or uh, roughneck. And we got a pilot. I don't know that if we don't already have a rough deck, that's what we need more than a Marine. So I'll be a rough. Well, there, so there is this ship can crew up to seven. So there will be one NPC for that seven for, well, so four players, the two that you space to make six. And then, so there will be one, at least one NPC that has been on the ship and was part of the mutiny as well. So if you, if you want to play the rough deck, that's fine. I, that, that's if not, one of the I can things. Yeah. yeah. That's one of the things I was comfortable doing. So I'll, I'll be okay. Rough deck. Yeah. All right, you should see a character sheet in your journal now. Yeah, the other other idea I was I was thinking about is like a, a marine, but instead of ex uh, colonial marines, like be the Soviet marine, but mm. as a mercenary. Mm-hmm. But I, I think we need a rough deck more than a marine. Depends on how things go, I guess. <laughs> but yeah, definitely the the rough neck does definitely make sense. All right, so you've chosen your career. Yes. It influences it influences almost everything. Your background, well, right. it's obviously your background, but it also influences your attributes, your skills, your starting gear, and your starting talent. So for your attributes, obviously you can see there's four attributes listed, strength, wits, empathy, and agility. Yeah, it's, it's set up a little bit differently. So the internal numbers are your attributes, and then the external ones are your skills. For your starting attributes, you have a total of 14 points across all four. You can assign no less than two and no more than four. However, your key attribute listed for your career, which for the Roughneck, I believe, is strength, can be five. Also, if you want to play an android, just let me know. I mean, somebody has to be. And so as you're doing that, uh, keep in mind the three skills tied to each of the attributes um, should be fairly simple to figure out they're arranged so that your strength is heavy machinery, close combat, and stamina, wits, observation, right. and then, yeah. I'll, I'll be a little upsided. I'll do five, three, three, two. All right. And so next comes your skills. Skills are on a scale from zero to five. 
obviously the higher the better this is a it's a dice pool system however to succeed you only need one success one success yep. is a success so for your starting skills you have a total of 10 points there's three skills listed for your career you can assign up to three points in each of those however any other skills can only have one point and I believe the pilot went with a little bit of heavy machinery to be able to help with maintaining well, the ship. Yeah, I totally got to be able to lie to people about how long repairs take. So, that, <laughs> so lots of times, so that's have some manipulation. Yep. If you're a maintenance person, you need to watch and observe and know what kind of clangs are good clangs and what kind of clangs are bad clangs. What is mobility for? Is that like athletic feats of athletics? Yeah, so trying to get out of a hazardous situation, risky climb, dangerous jump, and sneaking. It's also used for stealth. Well, if I got to go through the air ducts, that's mobility, sounds like, so. Yeah, probably. All right, I think that's 10 points. All right. Don't make me be the medic. <laughs> You've got a medic, it's fine. <laughs> And after your skills, so you gain a, you have a talent to start off with. There's a couple that are listed as suggestions. So you can pick one of the three, I believe it's three, yep. listed Re for your playbook. Resilient, long haul, and true grit. And they are listed, I believe, right after the, yours will find be on page 76. So resilient, you take less damage. Whenever you suffer damage, you roll your strength attribute. Every success reduces one point of damage. Long haul requires a bit of uh, explanation. So you gain stress as you play. And for each point of stress, you roll an extra die, your stress dice. On the stress dice, if the face hugger symbol comes up, you make a panic roll. You panic, and um, it, there's various things that yeah. happen when you panic. Um, so for the long haul, you've seen it and done it all before. Nothing surprises you anymore. So once per session in campaign play, you can ignore all face huggers on a single roll. So when you would panic or might panic, you don't. All right. Okay. True grit also it requires just a bit of explanation. When you make rolls, you're allowed to push it. Say you make no successes and you really, really need to succeed at this roll. You can gain one point of stress in order to re-roll it. Now, normally you can only push any skill once. With True Grit, however, you can push any strength-based skill twice, though each push does still incur a point of stress. Uh, does anybody already have the long haul as their talent? Um, so there are different talents listed for each class. I, so no. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Well then, I, I, I like the idea of being the the grizzled uh, space trucker who's seen it all. All right, and now that you have your talent chosen, after that, your health on the left hand side of your character sheet. Easy enough. Your health is equal to your strength score, and obviously name your character, appearance, eh, blah blah blah. All the little stuff. And then, so, agenda. Every character has a personal agenda. Your long-term goal, what's important to you, um, what do you want to do? Uh, there's some suggested with the career, 
but you can make one of your own. They work slightly differently in uh, cinematic gameplay. So what agendas are, if you take concrete action to further your agenda during the session, despite risk or cost, you gain a bonus experience point. Okay. So you want something that's actionable. Right. Uh, no vampire hunting. Probably not. I like the the downtime matter, so I'll do that one. That one's fun. I, I took the skill and to give easy. myself extra time to do repairs for a reason so that I can enjoy myself doing nothing. <laughs> the Wayland yutani Corporation did not have a very good uh, PTO program. <laughs> did you work for Wayland yutani before joining this uh, crew? Well, because they're nice. freelancers. Oh, they don't I, work for any specific company. The Wayland yutani was a temporary... They were doing work for them off the books... And okay. they had a ride along, basically. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah. I, I, miss, I, I thought we were like a company ship. Then, then nope. Not then company. You guys are freelancers. And okay. so we were freelancers before. We're yes. Freelancers without our old. Yeah. This was a way. This was a temporary Wayland Yutani job. All right. Well, fair enough. That captain didn't have a PTO program. <laughs> Probably not. No. <laughs> all right. Uh, we'll do buddies and rivals when we all get to meet together again relationships between characters I feel is better to decide all together. Okay. Now, your signature item is how you deal with stress. It's something tiny that has sentimental value to you. It could be a photo of a loved one, a religious symbol if you're religious. It's how you deal with stress. Mechanically, any I think if you spend X amount of time with your out of danger with your signature item and you reduce your stress. I think I'm going to go Star-Lord and have a uh, ultimate super music mix. <laughs> all right. All right. With headphones, because I don't know any of good course. if I can't hear it. <laughs> and I can already imagine me jamming out to my music while the alien's just kind of walking right past me and I don't even see him. <laughs> yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> all right. And now you get some gear. And it's listed on your career page. You get to choose two of the items listed, and they're each a choice. You get to choose one of those listed items, and you get two of them. Some of them, like the cutting torch and the bolt gun, they're used, obviously, in heavy machinery work, but they can also be weapons. So the bolt gun sounds like a ranged weapon, and the cutting torch is close combat? Yes. That all right, so clearly the cutting torch, since I didn't take the ranged combat. Uh, uh, let's see. The D6 doses of hydration. Uh, hydration is a drug, medication, whatever, that I believe deals with sickness after waking from hypersleep. No, that's a that's a medic problem. I'm not going to deal with that. Maintenance jack, again, increases your heavy machinery skill. Uh, <laughs> stash of hard liquor. Or the IRC Mark 50 compression suit. Compression suit is how you not die in the vacuum space. <laughs> and it's armor. Uh, well, if I'm going to be the repair guy, I may have to go into uh, hard vacuum uh, compromised spaces. So. Yeah. Might be handy to have. I, I like the compression suit for one of my two. Uh, flashlight. Pfft, just turn the lights on. <laughs> and I've already got my super uh, music mix. I don't need a tape recorder. So I think I'm going to do cutting torch and compression suit. 
All right. And on top of that, you get uh, 1d6 times $100 in cash to spend on gear. Three. So 300 in cash. Gear begins on... 300 space bucks. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Gear begins on... All right. Page 117 is where gear starts. And you've got uh, various weapons. They tend to be somewhat pricey. 200 bucks for a gun? Yeah. I could have had a bolt pistol for free. <laughs> Dude, that's oh, 400 bucks to buy one of those. I might have been cheating myself. All right. Well, I'm not supposed to be the uh, the Marine, so I'm playing a roughneck. I'm going to buy roughneck gear. I'm going to say, well, your cutting torch would cost $300 if you didn't get it with your starting gear, so... The big smart guns are only six thousand. That's <laughs> ooh. I'm sure I can't buy one of those uh, power loaders, but I'll bet they're going to have stats and a price for them. Probably, maybe in vehicles. Um, computer mainframes? No, I don't need one of those. Uh, there's some pharmaceuticals that you might be interested in. The Never Sleep Pills removes the need for sleep for a day. What's the fun in that? Sleeping is like, that's that's my whole goal and <laughs> shirking from work. Fair. Well, uh, you can buy beer or hard liquor. <laughs> all right. All right. Let's see. What are uh, these diagnostics and displays? Does anything... Uh, do you need any of this, like, to do repairs, like any handheld computers or anything? Um, they're not necessary. A lot of those are for Comtech roles. Um, oh, I'm going to buy look the at them, none... anyway, because <laughs> it's yeah, cheap. I can you. afford it. Yeah. Uh, if you want to do any Comtech roles, um, so if you want to help with that, there are a couple different items that help with Comtech roles. They're a little pricey. Good lord, the uplink terminal is $9,000. <laughs> I'm sure we got one in the cockpit. I think somebody got one with their starting gear. Probably the pilot. Uh, I might get that maintenance jack. Not a bad idea. I think they should stack, I think. That'll leave me with 100 bucks. And you can keep that and set it aside. You don't have to spend it all. If there's well, nothing that interests you, or you can just spend it all on beer. <laughs> that's that's what I was just seeing. It's like the next category. Yeah, beer is uh, for Food bucks. and drink. <laughs> uh, I imagine this, this character is starting to sound like the kind of guy who's got like uh, still built in one of the lesser traveled parts of the ship. So Sounds fun. Distilling some axle grease down into hard liquor sounds like something I should have on hand. <laughs> that sounds fun. So you've been on the ship a while, huh? Well, I've seen everything. Yeah, I didn't have to be on this ship. You could have joined up, but we'll talk. We'll talk about how long everybody's been on the ship when we meet uh, Sunday. All right, I'll say I've got five bottles worth of the cheapest, nastiest hard liquor you can distill from axle grease. All right. And then I got 50 bucks in my wallet or on my cred sticker, however this works. Yeah, I'm not sure how it works in Alien. (laughs) Never really thought about it. And it's been a long time since I've seen the movies. 
What's your name? Uh, I was actually kind of liking two of those. Uh, Put them together. <laughs> well, I liked one of them because of the alliteration, Mac Masterson. If I mix them up, it's you know, it's no longer fun. Ah, uh, fair enough. But but Sassy Diaz sounds like a great name. Okay, I like it. All right, I think Sassy is ready. So, what were you before you joined the crew of the Asteria? What did you do? Uh, I figure probably the a very likely uh, kind of person who would join a uh, free trader crew is somebody from like a marginal colony with few prospects to do anything except whatever your assigned job is. So, you know, even even doing something medial on a space freighter sounds good compared to breaking, you know, rocks down in the clover mines or whatever they do on this planet. Okay. Well, maybe, so maybe you worked on um, the mining machinery and that's where you learned a lot of your skills. And then you're like, no, I hate this. This is the same thing day after day. Sure. Yeah. And marginal mining colony. Yeah. Decided. I don't like being underground all day because there's nowhere to hide and drink and listen to music. So on a big old spaceship. Yeah. What was your take on the mutiny? How did you feel about that? How how were you about, you know? I bet I instigated it. Uh, let's see. I think so Falcone was the one Falcone, your medic, uh, was the one who heard knocking from one of the containers during a maintenance check. One of the uh obviously one of the hypersleep chambers or whatever they were in inside the space shipping freighter container or whatever, uh had failed or something and one of them okay. woke up. Okay. Yeah, I I imagine right now what, what I'm kind of distilling with all the decisions I've made so far. Sassy was probably a disciplined case and did not like the captain and certainly not a fan of human trafficking either, but probably right. would have been in favor of spacing the uh, captain even before we found that <laughs> out. <laughs> all right. This is going to be fun. You've been listening to Tales of the Asteria. The GM for this game was Ava Rogers. Garrett Hall was played by Nathan Carver. Bob Kerensky was played by Virus JTG. Frank Falcone was played by Brandon McKenna. And Sassy Diaz was played by Hal Nelson. Background music is by Dark Fantasy Studios. And sound effects are from Zapsplat.com, Dark Fantasy Studios, or Krotos. This podcast was edited and produced by Ava Rogers. You've been listening to another fine tale in the Alternia archives. Feel free to leave us a review on iTunes, Spotify, Google Podcast, or wherever you listen to our archive. So, until next time, take care of yourself, okay? Goodbye.